Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. I love the straightforwardness and the simplicity that, that he uses to teach. His teachings are very simple for everybody to understand. If it hadn't been for this ministry, I don't know where I would be. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm going to start a brand new series, and actually, I'm going to play a video that was taken from a recent uh, Gospel Truth conference that I did in Phoenix, Arizona. And what I'm talking about is how to stay positive in a negative world. In case you hadn't noticed, there's a lot of negative things happening in our world. And Jesus said that when iniquity abounds, the love of most will wax cold. This is not going to be something that is uh, the exception rather than the rule. The rule is going to be that people's hearts are going to wax cold when iniquity abounds unless you know how to deal with it. That's what I'm talking about, how to stay positive in a negative world taken from our Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference held in January of 2021. So watch this, and at the end of the program, we'll share with you about how you can receive this teaching. Before I get right into my message, I want to read this. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, and in verse 1, I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior." and the things that have been happening in our nation. Man, the body of Christ, we are the salt and the light of this world, and uh, we need to be praying. I, the things that happened uh, yesterday and stuff, it's just a shame uh, what's going on. And so anyway, let's just all pray, first of all, for this nation, and we need God to intervene in this nation. So Father, we just all agree. Let's everybody stand up, put yourself in agreement. And don't just listen, participate. Father, we all agree and we thank you for this nation that was conceived in liberty. We believe that you birthed this nation, that you gave us a godly nation. And Father, we repent for our part, the part of the rest of the body of Christ that we have not stood up. We have not been the salt and the light that we are supposed to be and that we've allowed things to get to the place where they are. But we thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you, Father. We believe that if your people who are called by your name humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, that you will hear from heaven and forgive our sins and heal our land. So, Father, we as a group here tonight, we are doing that, and we repent of not being greater salt and light, letting things get to the place that they are, but we pray and believe for your intervention in our nation. Father, we believe that the body of Christ is waking up. We believe that all of the things that have happened will work together for good and that it will cause people to stand up and to start taking the stand and speaking forth. Father, we pray for a great awakening, the third great awakening in this nation. And Father, we pray and believe that you are touching people and that all of the ungodliness is being exposed and cast down. We just take that authority, 
Satan, we speak in the name of Jesus that you are a liar. You have no right. We speak against you and we release godliness in this nation. We believe that the blindness, the deception that has blinded people's minds and, and caused them to do terrible things. Father, we pray that that blindness is being broken, that the light of the gospel is shining unto them and that people are turning to you. Father, we thank you that this is just going to cause many people to turn unto you. And we thank you and praise you in advance. We believe that the best days for this nation are still ahead. And we speak that and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If you agree with that, you can be seated. If you don't agree, you got to stand up through the entire thing. So like I shared earlier, the Lord really laid on my heart just how to stay positive in a negative world. Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And it just, disappointment when, you're, when your hope gets put off. Again, I haven't lost hope, but I was hoping for results right now that we aren't seeing. And when you see it deferred, when you see it put off into the future, the scripture says it makes your heart sick. How do you keep your heart from getting sick? If the body of Christ gets discouraged, we're the, we're the hope for this nation. And I'm not only talking about just in the political sense and saving this physical nation, but we're the hope for people. If we aren't uh, encouraged in shining forth the light of God, uh, I can guarantee you the ungodly aren't going to do it. So we've got to keep ourselves encouraged. And, you know, I'm saying this just as a praise to the Lord. I'm not giving myself a pat on the back, but it's been now 53 years since I had an encounter with the Lord that just lit a fire on the inside of me. I've been born again for 63 years, but for 53 years, man, I have been passionate and seeking the Lord. And I, I'm saying this, you can disagree with it. I have people challenge me on this all the time and say that you're lying. It's not true, but this is my testimony and I'm sticking with it. That I haven't been depressed and discouraged in 50, well, let me say 50 years, because it took a while to grow into this after the Lord touched my life. But for 50 years, I haven't been depressed. And I've had a lot of depressing things happen. And I've had a lot of opportunities to be depressed. And I've felt depression, but I've learned how to stand against it. And I am more encouraged today. I am more full of faith. I've got more vision today than I've ever had in my life. So I'm saying that this isn't something that I'm just preaching reactionary to what's going on. But for my life, for five decades, I have been able to maintain the intensity and the joy. And what happened in my life in 1968 is more real and more alive on the inside of me today than it's ever been. And as I've gone through ministry and talked to a lot of people, that's the exception rather than the rule. Most people are up and down like a yo-yo and they have highs and lows and they go in these periods. It doesn't have to be that way. I've got another teaching that would fit perfectly right here. I'm not going to teach on that this week, but I've got a teaching entitled The Four Keys to Staying Full of God based on Romans 1, 18 through uh, 21. And anyway, you can determine how full of God you are. It's up to you. 
And yet the average Christian is just approaching God like, oh God, would you please do something? And then they just passively wait on God to do something. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. You can keep yourself built up. It says you build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost of uh, Jude chapter one, verse 20. It's up to you how excited you are, how full of joy you are, how anointed you are, how encouraged you are. It's God's power, but you're the one that activates it. And so anyway, you can keep yourself encouraged. Let me turn over and use something that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24. And this was Jesus. His disciples were asking him about what would be the sign of his coming. And so Jesus began to give some instructions about the end days, which are the days that we live in. Somebody says, how do you know it's the end days? Well, it's my end days. Amen. So I'm, I'm doing everything I can right now. But here in Matthew chapter 24, in verse four, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. The very fact that he said that means that there's a lot of deception about this. And there is a lot of deception. So take heed that no man deceive you for many will come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many. You know, when I was a kid, I read this verse and I thought who would ever say they are Christ? You know, Jamie and I were driving to church one day, maybe I forget a few years back. And there was a, they advertised a show coming on and that said the Jesus Christ show. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. So we listened and a man came on and he was claiming to be Jesus. And he, it was a call-in program. And uh, they asked, how do you deal with when people betray you and hurt you? And he says, I remember when I was hanging on the cross and people criticized me. And this guy was claiming to be Jesus. And it's a nationwide syndicated program, the Jesus Christ Show. It's not something that's going to happen in the future. It's happening now. It's happening in this nation. People saying that they are the Christ. And he says, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. This is amazing. He's saying that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. And man, uh, I don't have to go into much explanation to tell you that that's true. I mean, you know, there are people... Uh, I've got some connections with people over in Nigeria and stuff and the Boko Haram and stuff. They are going in and they are murdering people right and left. They're taking young children and making them sex slaves. And there are more Christians being martyred now than there have ever been in the history of the world. We are, we are in a violent world. There's bad things going on. And sad to say, many Americans have been immune to this and we just sit there and watch what's on television and sitcoms and things and are sitting here fiddling while the world is burning. But the truth is that there's wars and rumors of wars. But he said in the midst of this, see that your heart be not troubled. You know, this is completely contrary to what most people think. Most people think that if we are living in a bad situation, that you can't help but be troubled. Matter of fact, we, the church has been so influenced by psychology today that many people in the church, if you stand up and say that you can bless the Lord at all times, which is a command from uh, Psalms chapter 34, 
And it's a command to do it. And if you stand up and say that you can praise God and regardless of what's going on in your life, you can still be rejoicing and praising God. If you stand up and say that, you will have a lot of Christians criticize you and start saying you aren't compassionate. You're making me feel bad. You're condemning me because I'm struggling. I'm not condemning you, but I'm saying that you don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be defeated. Jesus mentioned that there are wars and rumors of wars, and yet don't let your heart be troubled. You have control over your heart. Or let me say it this way. You should have control over your heart. You can have control over your heart. You can determine whether or not you get depressed and discouraged. You can choose to bless the Lord. So Jesus right here is talking about, yes, there's problems. In John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, in the world you shall have tribulation. And if you look at it in context, this was the night before his crucifixion and he was going to be arrested and then uh, crucified. He could have said it this way. In the next 30 minutes, you're going to have tribulation. But then he says, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He was talking to his people, his disciples the night before his crucifixion. And yet he says, don't let your heart be troubled. He would be unjust to give us that kind of a command if you couldn't do it. So here he is talking about the end times. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars, but don't let that bother you. You can rise above all of these things. It says, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences. Man, we are experiencing famines today on an unprecedented uh, scale. Pestilences such as COVID-19 pandemic that has affected the world. In my 71 years, I've never seen anything that even remotely resembled this. And he's talking about that these are signs of the end times. And there will be earthquakes. I've seen statistics. I don't remember the exact number, but uh, earthquakes are increasing at an exponential rate. There are more earthquakes happening today than have ever happened in the history of the world and in different places. And then in verse uh, 8, he says, all of these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You know, I remember when I was a kid reading this and thinking, well, that applies for nations that don't know the Lord, not for America. America, you'll never be hated for the cause of the Lord. But you know what? It's changed. I was just reading a few days ago that uh, Chris Cuomo came out against uh, Ted Cruz, I believe it was, because he was going to challenge the Electoral College and he called him the Bible boy and started criticizing him and ridiculing anybody who believed in the Bible. And did you know it has become fashionable to criticize Christians? And what is written right here, the Lord said you'd be hated of all nations. That includes the United States. And you know what? If you are standing for godly things today, you will be criticized. You will be persecuted. And in some ways, criticism and, the, and these things, not where they're taking you out and killing you or cutting your head off, but in some ways, this just uh, shaming you and the things that they say about you, it's actually a more damaging form of persecution. Because if somebody put a gun to your head and said, you renounce your faith in the Lord or I'll kill you, there's many of you that wouldn't go that far. But if it's going to cost you your job, 
or if it's going to cost you acceptance among, say, family members or somebody, or they're going to exclude you or roll their eyes at you. There's a lot of Christians that wouldn't stand up and speak the truth, and they would submit to that kind of persecution, whereas when it's, more, when it's bigger than that, they, they wouldn't do that. In some ways, the, the subtle persecution is worse. And this says that you'll be hated of all nations. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12 says, Yea, all those who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you aren't being persecuted, it's because you aren't living godly. Anybody miss that? And some people are like, well, but we live in America. All nations. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the time has come. It's way past time. But the time is definitely now that as Christians, we've got to stand up. And I can guarantee you, you will be persecuted. You will have people come out and call you a bigot or call you a homophobe or call you a hate monger or something else. But it doesn't matter. You've got to stand up and you've got to start being counted. I had one of the questions at the school today when I was ministering at the school and they were talking about, but you know, I don't want to offend anybody and so I don't want to say things that would offend them, hoping that they'll still stay around and I'll eventually get them. And I was talking to Kurt Owen as we were walking today and Kurt made a, a great point about this, about how that, uh, you know, Jesus offended people. And yet I can guarantee you he did the right thing. You can't judge by how people react what you're supposed to do. The truth is the only thing that will set people free. And we've got to speak the truth. And we've got so many people that have gone so far, I can guarantee you, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of people offended when you say that you are a male or a female at birth. That may offend some people, but everything says that, science says it. You can take a person who claims to be a homosexual and a hundred years from now, you could dig their body up and, and uh, analyze it and you could tell whether they were a male or female. Every cell in your body is either a XY chromosome or it's got two X chromosomes and that's the way that God made you and you don't get to pick and choose how you feel. That's not hating anybody, it's just biological truth. And some people are offended by saying that, but I don't intend to offend them. It's the truth that's going to set them free. If you shut up and don't tell people the truth, I guarantee you there's no way that they're going to hear the, the ungodly people say this. We've got to have the people that have seen the truth to stand up and speak. And if you do that, you will be hated of all nations. Now, overall, what I'm going to minister this weekend is how to stay positive in a negative world. But before I can give you the antidote, I got to show you that you got a problem. Amen. So tonight may not be real encouraging, but please come back and let me give you the, the antidote to all of this stuff. But in case you haven't been paying attention, you've got to recognize that, man, things are spinning out of control. And unless we stand up, unless we make a deliberate uh, attempt to deal with this, it's not going to happen naturally. You can't put your head in the sand and just say, well, uh, you know, let things blow over. No, we're dealing with a situation that this nation is headed in the wrong direction and you've got to be able to confront it. So I want to make this point. But again, overall, I believe this is going to be very encouraging uh, this week as I go through the rest of this. 
So he says in uh, verse 10, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. This is nearly like I'm reading a newspaper. <laughs> this is happening. There are many people offended and you can't always look at just because a person was offended and say, well, then I must not have done it right. Jesus offended people. His disciples came to him and says, didn't you know that the Pharisees were offended? And he says, if they weren't planted by my father, they'll be rooted up. He said, let them, the blind lead the blind. He says, it didn't matter that they were offended. When people are telling you that somehow or another, if you'll just walk in love, everybody will receive, everybody will love you. They're asking you to be more Christian than Christ. Jesus offended people. It's not always what the person says. It's the problem that the person has that causes them to be offended. So it says many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And here's the verse I was really wanting to focus on in verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. This is Jesus speaking. This isn't saying that this is a tendency, that this could happen. No, this is saying this is what will happen, that when iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. And if you look this up in the Greek, the Greek word for many there is polis. The word means more than just many. It means most is what it really means. Here's, here's the amplified classic Bible's translation of this. It says, and the love of the great body of people will grow cold because of the multiplied lawlessness and iniquity of the great body. The Amplified Bible says, because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. The NIV translation says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. So the point that I'm trying to emphasize is that when the King James says many, it's literally talking about most. As lawlessness increases, and in case you haven't been paying attention, lawlessness is increasing in this nation. It's been going on worldwide for a long time, but America has been the last best hope of, of the whole world. And I tell you, the things that we've seen this last year where there's looting and burning and all of these terrible things and, uh, you know, promoting anarchy and wanting to defund the police and on and on. Lawlessness is increasing. And Jesus said that when that happens, the love of the great body of Christ is going to grow cold. Not just a few. He said that this would happen. The next verse here in Matthew chapter 24 shows you it doesn't have to be this way because in the very next verse, it says in verse 13, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So there are people that will endure this. You can overcome your love growing cold, but you can't do it unless you realize what's going on and you deliberately take a stand and encourage yourself in the Lord. It's not going to happen just naturally. It's not going to happen by you just trying to somehow or another put your head in the sand and ignore this and wait until it all blows over. 
And brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, the body of Christ as a whole in America, their love has waxed cold. And you know, this word waxed is really important because it's a word picture the way that they used to make candles back in the Bible day. They would take a wick and they would put it in hot oil and just dip it in there and then lift it out. And in just a second or so that, that or excuse me, hot wax, and that wax would uh, cool and it would form a coating on that wick. And then you dip it again and it would put another coating on it and you dip it again. And a hundred times or 200 times, whatever, you would dip it. And that's the way that they made a candle. And this is exactly what this is talking about. It's a process. It doesn't just happen at one time. It's something that happens little by little and you compromise and you let one thing go and you don't seem to be bothered by that. And then the next time it's easier for you to let the next thing go. And it's a process And the body of Christ uh, in our generation, the last generation or two has just allowed things to happen. Prayer to be taken out of the school abortion to be legalized, and they have just incrementally given place and not stood up to all of these things. Today you saw a portion of Andrew's teaching titled, How to Stay Positive in a Negative World, recorded live from the Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference in 2021. This product that we're offering on how to stay positive in a negative world is something that you need. I can guarantee you we need to guard our hearts against this or our love will wax cold. So I've got DVDs that were taken from the conference in Phoenix. I've got CDs where it's the audio teaching of that. And this is just my teaching on how to stay positive. But then we have these CDs, DVDs, and a USB that is the entire conference. And I had Dennis Burke with me who taught three messages with my four messages. You could get the entire conference. And so we've got multiple ways for you to get the entire conference or just my teaching on how to stay positive in a negative world. Listen to our announcer as he gives you all of the details. This complete teaching is available as a CD or DVD album. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website at awmi.net. Also available today is the entire 2021 Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference, which includes sessions from Andrew as well as Dennis Burke. This entire conference is available as a CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of just $49 when you contact us. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. 
I want to let you know that when you support Andrew Womack Ministries, that we also support a lot of other ministries. We actually started the Springs Rescue Mission that is now the largest distributor of food and clothing and furniture in all of Colorado Springs. We've got ministries to orphans. We've got ministry to children that have been caught in the sex trade. Uh, we support uh, pregnancy centers. They've actually lowered the abortion rate in Colorado to one of the lowest in the nation. And there's just a lot of things we do. So when you support here, you are helping us reach people all over the world. talk about running with the Lord, this is part of it, is that you need to become absolutely dependent upon God. No matter how old we get, no matter how much we may think we're behind, if we follow the best playbook ever written, the Bible itself, we will overcome.